This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is Dukes and Bell. Headlines brought to you by our friends at ATL Live Well. Low testosterone doesn't have to keep you down. Call ATL Live Well today. Don't just live, live well. Been a busy hour because of the breaking news at the 2 o'clock hour, 2 o'clock, uh, should I say, when we started the show about Atlanta United. Joining us right now, Jason Longshore, analyst for Atlanta United. You hear him here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. He's also got a show, guys, called ATL or Atlanta Soccer that's going to start as uh, tonight, as we get the World Cup coverage going, and it'll be a nightly kind of thing, we'll talk to Jason about that. But first, Jason, tell us about this new hire from the Seattle Sounders as the uh, the club has now hired a new president and CEO. What do you know about him? Garth Lagerwey's grown up in this league. He started the first five years of the league as a goalkeeper, Bounced around a couple different clubs, went to Real Salt Lake in 2007 and was the youngest general manager hired in league history at that time. Won an MLS Cup, went to a CONCACAF Champions League final, went to another MLS Cup with that team, moved to Seattle, which was a step up, especially in budget at that time. Real Salt Lake, a small market team, a small budget team, they were able to punch above their weight. Went to Seattle in 2015, and that was one of the big spending clubs at that time. Now, Lagerway reflected on kind of how MLS changed over the next couple years. And look, one of those big changes was Atlanta United and what Arthur Blank was committed to doing with a soccer club here in Atlanta. Seattle went from a big spender in the league to just under that level. You know, now you look at his progression, you go from a smaller market team, success go to Seattle, which in the grand scheme of things is a bigger budget team, maybe not the biggest, but a big budget team, two MLS Cups, one CONCACAF Champions League last year, and now you're going to a club with the biggest budget. That's a a great progression for somebody to come into a job here in Atlanta, which is a a bigger job maybe than, than Garth Lagerway has had in his career because of everything that it entails being president of Atlanta United. How would the culture change, or does he mold to the culture? Because we talked about, like, our, our niche is kind of like developing the, the South American players, for instance, Jason. How much of that changes or stays the same? I don't think it changes, because I think he's had that success at all of his stops before. I think my biggest question is he, he's coming into a different, maybe, corporate structure. And as we saw with the, the president role with Darren Eels, there's a lot of, of business to take care of in that role as well. So how is that balance going to look? But I think in terms of what he wants the team to look like on the field, go back to the Real Salt Lake teams that had a number of Argentines that 
they were really one of the first teams in the league to bring those kinds of players in. And Javier Morales is one of the best players in, in league history and was part of that MLS Cup winning team. Seattle, look at some of the players that they've brought in as well. And I think another aspect of it is the relationship with Gonzalo Pineda. You know, somebody that he knows Gonzalo inside now from Gonzalo's time in Seattle. And I think there's going to be a lot of trust and comfort there straight out of the gate. Jason Longshore, our guest. We're talking about Atlanta United. New president, CEO, comes over from the Seattle Sounders. All right, so how how are they built, and, and are we going to be built in a similar fashion from the standpoint of what he did and then how they morphed and what they became, or does he come in with a completely new vision here? I think you've got to adapt to what Atlanta United is to a degree because it's just it's a different animal than – Almost any team in MLS. There's a couple others that can spend at the level of Atlanta United. But, you know, I go back to those comments that he made in 2018. And this is, you know, about 18 months after Atlanta United came into the league. And he talked about how Seattle, you know, was no longer the biggest spender in the league. And you look at the decision to come to Atlanta, who is one of the biggest spenders in the league. He's going to have resources that and, and the ability to bring in players that he didn't have in Seattle, and he never had at Real Salt Lake. Hmm. Guys who, you know, maybe were on a list, of your, your scouts bring you a list, guys that you, you kind of dream about, everything's got to fall into place to bring those guys in. Seattle couldn't have brought in somebody like Tiago Almada, for example. In Atlanta, those kinds of players become available. So I think you're, you're just looking to build a winning team. I don't think he's got like a certain – style of play that he envisions I think again the comfort level with Gonzalo Pineda he's going to let Gonzalo do what Gonzalo does but he's going to be able to give him resources that if Gonzalo was the manager in Seattle maybe he couldn't have afforded in Seattle that's got to be exciting for somebody who has been in this league and had success at all those different stops along the ladder Jason, uh, two questions is Jason Longshore at Longshoe, by the way, on Twitter for all your World Cup fix and everything else with Jason right here. Um, is it Joseph definitely going to be gone? And is soccer kind of like baseball where we now have like the, the winter meetings and we get into like all the crazy trades and signings? Is this when we'll see more action in MLS as far as transfer window? Let me, let me start from the second one. I think you'll see more moves in January. Uh, this year is so different with the World Cup going on right now. MLS clubs are looking at players in the World Cup. They're, they're looking at players who are available. They're looking at moves that are going to kind of domino in January worldwide after the World Cup. So I, I think this year's a hard one to judge on that. There would have been maybe more movement immediately after the season, as we've seen in previous years, if you didn't have the World Cup where it is in the calendar. It's just such a weird situation. With Joseph, look, this is – Interesting in terms of now a change in leadership at the top. Does it change anything in that relationship potentially? You know, I would assume that Garth Lagerway is going to want to come in, hear all the sides, you know, analyze things for himself, and then figure out the best move forward. But the question that has to be asked, and I'm sure that Lagerway is going to ask this as well, which version of Joseph Martinez is he at this point? Can he ever be what he was in 2017, 2018, and 2019 again? Or is he something different after the knee injury? And if he is that, if he is different, can he be a designated player in this league at that level? And I don't have the answer to that because I don't know what the the medical side of it tells you, but 
from what we've seen, he's not a player who's going to be able to play 90 minutes game in, game out at the level that he did in the past. That happens with age. It also happens after injuries. Atlanta Soccer, uh, you are hosting this show. Tell us about it, and let's talk about the World Cup. What did you think about USA's performance? Big match, obviously, on Friday against England. And uh, tell us about this this show that is going to cover the World Cup. Yeah, we're nightly right now. Uh, after Hawks games, after NFL, after college football, we're on after Chuckery tonight at 11 o'clock. Um, we're covering all aspects of it. We're covering everything about the World Cup every night during the tournament. Myself and, and Jessica Charman, who's a, a great expert on the game, did radio for Charlotte FC this past year. We talked about it last night on the show, which you can always download as a podcast as well or listen on the Odyssey app. I thought the U.S., you're, you're kind of balancing two aspects of it because you're happy to get a result in game one. That gives you a great opportunity to do what you need to do to advance. But then when you look at how the result happened, you're going to be disappointed that you ended up losing two more points. And really, you lost those points because of one mistake. I think if Walker Zimmerman doesn't make that mistake, the U.S. wins 1-0. Because Wales didn't create a ton, even with the changes they made at halftime. England game's going to be tough. We know that. England's one of the best teams in the tournament. The U.S. has never lost to England at a World Cup, which is one of those crazy stats to keep in mind. But they've got to be sharper in that. The biggest thing that, that Greg Berhalter's got to figure out is he's going to need to pick up three points the rest of the way. And can he do that against England? Or does he have to maybe think a little bit about, I need some of my guys firing on all cylinders for the Iran game next Tuesday? And that's a tough balance to strike in a tournament like this where yellow card accumulation comes into play and some small injuries with guys like Weston McKinney and Serginio Death. Well, the good news is there's no yellow cards on Gio because they didn't use him. Uh, a lot of folks, and again, I, I defer to all my soccer head buddies that played the sport more than I ever did, but Gio Reyna, why wasn't he out there and Burkhalter getting a lot of heat for his the second half, lo- losing all the momentum to Wales? You know how the soccer vibe goes, Mike, where anything you can latch on to to yell about, that's what people are going to do. Reyna sounded like had a hamstring issue coming in. He's been injury prone, and we've known that during his time with the U.S. and during his time at Borussia Dortmund. The way the game played out, I don't know if I would have brought him in either because Tim Wea played so well. And by the time you took him out, in my mind, Reyna's a guy that I want to develop a rhythm. I don't want to give Reyna five minutes here or ten minutes. I want to give him 30 if I'm going to bring him off the bench. I'd love to see him, depending on who's available for England, start that game or play a larger role, play 45 minutes, play the second half. And he is rested to be able to do that. But Tim Weah was great in the role that he was in, and that's where Gio Reyna would have started. I think Tim Weah did the job for the bulk of that match. Real quick, uh, how much do they miss? I know we miss Miles. How much would Miles help, obviously, in this World Cup? Because, you know, the athleticism he brings on defense. Huge, huge. And now, would it have changed anything yesterday? Look, we don't know. Uh, I thought Tim Ream was really good in his performance. 35 years old, but he's played every game for Fulham in the Premier League this year. He has that chemistry with Anthony Robinson on the left side. He was very, very good. I think it would have been Miles Robinson and Walker Zimmerman starting together if Miles was healthy. I think it's going to be these next two games where you really look at, man, I wish we had Miles Robinson because – you could take some more chances pushing forward, pushing an extra player forward because of the ground that Miles can cover. 
Greg Verhalter's got to figure that out. And then here in Atlanta, luckily, it sounds like Miles Robinson recovering very, very well. Hopefully, he's available day one of preseason to get going again in 23. You sticking with Argentina? Man, what is going on? I got up way too early this morning and watched that. But we've seen that game so many times here in Atlanta where you dominate shots, you dominate <laughs> the, the play, you dominate the XD. Uh, BS offside call. Back for right, offside. Right, right. Just craziness. If six centimeters is what separated that game from being 3-0, to one nil halftime when you look at those VAR situations. Both players were off, but six centimeters combined, that's what separated that game. And then what a goal for Saudi Arabia to win it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 